Hey, everybody. Uh, Steve Eso here from the Calgary Wranglers doing a VHL podcast. It is 10.55 in the morning on Monday, April 26, 2021. The VHL regular season number 77 just wrapped up last night. And I thought I would take the time to do a little bit of a, a season recap, a playoff preview. And um, because I'm not really much of an expert on the uh, the league as a whole, I, uh, I don't really pay attention <laughs> to, to the VHL all that much. Uh, it, I'll do a, uh, a season recap uh, specifically focusing on the season that was for the Calgary Wranglers, who unfortunately did not qualify for the for the playoffs. We were the uh, we had the best record of all the teams that did not qualify for the playoffs, and uh, we had a good late season push, but uh, unfortunately wasn't uh, wasn't meant to be. So let's get into it. The seventy seventh season of the Victory Hockey League uh, finished, um, at least according to the handful of season predictions that I I, uh, I went through and looked at what uh, the predictions that some of the 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 big, uh, you know, uh, veteran users of the league had predicted. Uh, there was a whole lot of predictions for uh, Warsaw and Chicago to to finish uh, at the top of their conferences, and that's exactly what they did. Um, so I I don't know if there were any any huge surprises in the regular season in the um, in the North American Conference, uh, we had Chicago at the top of the table, followed uh, close uh, right behind them um, in a, in a four point spread, where the Toronto Legion, the Seattle Bears, and the Los Angeles Stars. It was uh, a real tight race at the top of that conference. Um, then the uh, the Vancouver Wolves were uh, you know uh, nine points off the pace, and then after behind Vancouver, then there you can sort of see there's a a pretty significant stratification between those top five teams in the conference and the bottom three as uh, Vancouver in f- fifth place in that conference uh, had a 10 point cushion on Calgary in sixth place uh, with uh, New York and DC uh, rounding out that conference over in Europe. Um, it wasn't quite so close at the top uh, with Warsaw. Uh, I don't know if I would say a comfortable lead, but uh, winning a conference by five points, uh, over London, who were then themselves three points up on Helsinki, who were six points up on Prague. And then uh, once again, there is a a pretty clear delineation between the top four teams in that conference and the bottom four, uh, with uh, Prague being in fourth with 84 points and Malmo being in fifth with 67 points. Um, and uh, just due to the, uh, the nature of the playoffs in this league, with... Uh, the fourth and fifth teams uh, in each conference uh, qualifying for a a wild card spot. Uh, we actually had Malmo and Davos tied at sixty seven points for the fifth and final playoff spot in the European Conference. But um, looks like Malmo had it on uh, on regulation wins uh, as the tiebreaker. Or maybe it's regulation plus overtime wins. Hey, regardless, uh, um, Malmo uh, is is going to the to the wild card round of the playoffs at least uh, on that tiebreaker. Um, so going into the playoffs, um, <laughs> I don't know uh, that I really have any any predictions uh, to speak of other than uh, really 
other than Vancouver, um, the other four teams in the North American Conference, it looks like it could be a, a crapshoot or a, a roll of the dice between any of them. Chicago, Toronto, Seattle, and LA all look, uh, at least on paper, very, very evenly matched. Um, really quickly go over the uh, the regular season uh, scoring leaders. Andrew Sue of the Vancouver Wolves was the overall uh, leader in in points, um, but uh, not quite uh, the leader in goals. Jim Bob from the Seattle Bears uh, had him by one with 48 goals. Uh, Andrew Sue was your assist leader. Uh, amongst defensemen, Spencer Elsby of the Chicago Phoenix uh, led the way with 93 points. Uh, amongst rookies, uh, Paul Atreides uh, from Moscow. And actually, I, I think you gotta you gotta look at this strong class that uh, Moscow, the Moscow Menace had with Paul Atreides, Duncan Idaho, and Philip Stein finishing one, two, and three in rookie scoring. Um, Allo Deer and Spencer Elby, Elsby, uh, Allo Deer from Warsaw and Elsby from Chicago were tied for the league lead in plus minus with 34. Miko Latinen from uh, the London, I, I want to say Knights, I don't, I don't even know, is that what do we call them in this league? London team list. London United, <laughs> London Knights. No, they're not the uh, they're not the OHL team. Uh, where was I? Jesus. Uh, yeah, Latinen from London uh, led the league in hits with 379. He's a banger. Taro Sujimoto from Davos led the league in hits taken. <laughs> um, Ov Durdal from DC led the league in penalty minutes. I have to imagine there were a, a, a number of fights in there, and and he had a, a sizable lead, uh, 251 pims over a second place Bob Tristan of Moscow with 218. Uh, no one one player really ran away with shorthanded goals. There's a million of them all tied with two shorties on the season. Uh, Jeffrey Pines of the Los Angeles Stars led the league in game-winning goals, and Groovy Dude of uh, the DC Dragons had five hat-tricks this season. That's something. How many goals did he have? 46, and 15 of them came in five games. Look at that. Uh, here we go, goalie stats. AJ Krishna from Warsaw led the league in wins. Uh, no surprise there, as uh, Warsaw had the best record in the league. Uh, Woody McPine uh, led uh, from Malmo, uh, had the best save percentage. Uh, although, I mean, he he hadn't played enough to be uh, registered, but he did only play in 22 games this season. Amongst players that played uh, a lot of games, uh, Greg Kirk. Gerfalken from Prague uh, had a 9.25 save percentage uh, through 69 games. I think um, looking purely at that, that's got to put his name into the running as goalie of the year. Uh, yeah, saying similarly, there's a couple of goalies with uh, fewer games played who are up there in goals against average, but amongst guys that played the full season, Jacob Ton from London had a 2.82 goals against average. Uh, he also led the league in shutouts with five. Now, here we go. Here's the kind of stat I like. Uh, Doan Wolski of the DC Dragons led the league in shots against 
Um, you know, one of those maybe not getting helped out by uh, by your team all that much, giving up a ass load of shots every game. Uh, Kunabuni Unguri of Davos uh, had seven assists. Uh, good, good for him. <laughs> helping out, uh, helping out offensively. And uh, Stone Wolski and Rara Rasputin uh, were tied with the goaltender league lead in penalty minutes with ten each. Uh, and I just want to—I I, want to know if those were five minors or two fights. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping they were fights, maybe against each other. Maybe they fought each other twice, and that's how they each have 10, 10 penalty minutes. I'm not sure. Uh, I know the index isn't going to show me. That's uh, that's that's how it's going to go down in my head cannon. A uh, couple of. Uh, a couple of big brawls between DC and Seattle, and uh, and uh, the the attendees got into it a couple of times. That's uh, that's how I'm gonna 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 think it went down. Um, yeah, okay. So that was uh, that was the regular season league wide. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna sort of do a big summary of how the uh, the Calgary Wranglers season went down, uh, particularly the the preseason, um, and then I'll kind of just go over some of the uh, the, the stat lines for some of our players so um i guess now this was a, a little bit before i came to the team but i guess um you know the uh, the biggest change for the team going into season 77 was uh ricer taking over as general manager um that that happened on march the 1st i believe and uh he was a real busy boy uh retooling the team and kind of rebuilding um so i'm gonna just sort of go through rapid fire some of the various moves he did. Uh, March 8th, he acquired goaltender Clap Bombs or Us from the DC Dragons in exchange for uh, defenseman Germani Henchos and a fourth round pick in uh, the season 79 draft. He extended uh, forward Chris Foley uh, to, a, to a new contract. Um, another, another real big one was acquiring. Um, uh, forwards Nathan Perry and Keith Kristanovich from the London United in exchange for a second round pick in season 79. I think that was in the, that was one where London needed to uh, offload some players to, uh, to shed salary and uh, Calgary was in a good spot to take on some, some uh, good young players. Uh, now still on, oh, sorry. This, this is all on March 8th. All these, these first couple of trades, March 8th of this year, real, real time. Uh, he sent, uh, forward General Zod to Helsinki, uh, sorry, uh, to Riga in exchange for Helsinki's third round pick in the season 77 entry draft, which, uh, was, so this was only about a week before the draft, I think. Um, General Zod, actually, he played, uh, he played 25 games for Riga in season 77, and then he was, uh... Yeah, I hope he didn't unpack a suitcase because he was shipped off to Seattle uh, in the middle of the season. Um, extended uh, uh, forward Sheldon Juniper, one of the guys, uh, you know, a, a rock in our top six. Uh, he had uh, he had a huge season and looks to be a, a big part of the team moving forward. Um, signed uh, defenseman Cowboy Prout to a new contract. And, uh, you know, uh, that's Pr- Prout is one of the, the highest TPE players on the team. And um uh, you know, I think he, uh, fixes to be, uh, like an absolute, uh, core member of the team going forward. Um, as we have a, a 
pretty good group of players all with the well you know close window of of uh, regression classes that should uh, all sort of reach our peak together uh the next day march 9th uh, acquires forward green gaming as well as uh, two uh, deep draft picks in in the upcoming in the season 77 draft uh, a third and a fourth uh, in exchange for forward magnus verlander off to helsinki uh, on March 12th, uh, pick swap, uh, can he, uh, uh, what's the word here? Consolidated a couple of draft picks. He sent the, uh, the 44th and the 60th pick, uh, a couple of, you know, deep third round picks to Davos in exchange for the 38, just, uh, sending two to move up in the draft slightly. Uh, and then the, uh, on that same day, March 12th, a big one that in, uh, involved me, um, another salary cap dump, this time from Chicago, as Calgary receives forward Steve Eso, as well as Chicago's third round pick in exchange for uh, Calgary's third round pick in both, the, both those picks in the season 78 draft. So Chicago uh, offloads Steve Eso and gets to move up in the draft a little bit. Um, and on the very next day, March 13th, uh, Steve Eso signed a long-term contract extension. Um, yeah, <laughs> you know, great, great to be here. Happy to be in, in uh, Calgary. Had a great time this season. I'll, I'll probably talk about that a little bit more uh, towards the end of this podcast. Uh, on March 15th, we had a, uh, we had a little uh, team vote uh, and uh, picked uh, captains for the season. Uh, Luke Thornton was named captain with... Cosmo Kramerev and Steve Eso being named alternate captains. And then uh, one last trade uh, going into the season, uh, we sent forward Riley Couture to uh, the DC Dragons in exchange for uh, a third and a fourth in season 78 and a third round pick in season 79. So um, not only does Calgary have a, a pretty good core of young players right now we are uh we, we have a ass load of of draft picks going into uh uh the next couple of drafts uh so uh, season started um uh not 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 really a ton of uh of high tpe players on the team uh expectations were pretty low uh we got off to a pretty good start um you know we were sort of hovering around 500 uh for most of the first half of the season and uh you know uh juggling the lines and and uh just trying to figure out who had chemistry where and uh you know um the vibe in the locker room was a good time nobody was uh um you know nobody's getting down when if we got blown out uh you know we could sort of get to celebrate um a couple of things like uh you know r- rookie uh rolf fizzlebeef jr scoring his first goal uh in his rookie season and um, you know, it, uh, it quickly emerged that our, uh, our, our starting goalie, uh, Sevalod Askarov, uh, was really, uh, having, having himself a great season. And, um, <laughs> I think he really, uh, probably all season long made our team look a little better than it really was. Uh, you know, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe punching above our weight class a little bit, but Hey, that's uh, that's hockey, right? Sometimes a, a hot goalie can, can carry you, uh, big places. Um, by about mid season, uh, you know, we, we, you could kind of look at the standings and we could figure out, uh, where we were, you know, we were hovering around 500. And so, 
I think, uh, you know, knowing that we were, we're not a contender this season, um, we made a, uh, couple more, uh, more trades in the middle of the season before the trade deadline, uh, a couple, couple of fairly big ones on April 10th, we sent, uh, Cosmo Kramerev and a, uh, fourth round pick in season 78 to New York, uh, in exchange for a uh, season 78 first, a season 79 third and, uh, prospect, uh, Sean Andre Zuzan. Uh, April 13th, we signed, uh, Nathan Perry, uh, you know, one of our, our leading scorers our, uh, one, pro- probably our, our top offensive player, uh, to a contract extension, uh, on April 16th, uh, sent, uh, another one of our, uh, our top forwards, uh, Jonas Stormson to Los Angeles in exchange for a season 79 second and a season 79 third, uh, cowboy Prout was named, uh, alternate captain to, replace the departing Kramerev. And then uh, one last uh, big one before the end of the season, uh, we received uh, Phil The Rock Johnson and Guy Lambert, as well as a season 79 second round pick from Seattle in exchange for a season 79 first and third. And that uh, took us to, towards the end of the season. Um, sort of the last quarter of the season, we ended up having a pretty good, uh, pretty good push, got hot. We're winning a lot of games. We're sort of, you know, sort of, you know, winning two for every one we lost. And we ended up uh, putting a bit of a chase on Vancouver for the fifth and final playoff berth in the North American Conference until uh, just the last couple of days of the season. Um, you know, we, we dropped a lot of games and uh, the wheels kind of fell off. But it was, it was pretty exciting uh, being in the locker room for the last week of the season because, you know, like I said, we, there were no expectations. We didn't expect to be a playoff team. We didn't expect to be a contender. And then, you know, by the three quarter mark of the season, you're looking at the standings, not thinking about where our draft pick is going to be in the upcoming draft. We're looking at the standings thinking about like, Hey, you know, like, you know, if we stay hot, we, uh, you know, maybe we're playing playoff hockey this season. So that was a lot of fun, um, in the dressing room. And, uh, you know, even, even though it ended up not happening and not working out, but, uh, you know, f- fair play to Vancouver. I think they were, uh, they were the team that deserved to be fifth in the, in the North American conference for sure. Um, yeah, so going into season 78, uh, the Calgary Wranglers, I think are in a strong, uh, strong position. We've got a good core of sort of, you know, middle TPE kind of players of, you know, 400, 500, uh, you know, a bunch of us hopefully going to be pushing 600 going into this season. And, um, as well as a pretty good prospect pipeline, uh, fair number of draft picks and uh you know it's actually to the point where i think we might uh at at some point we might uh have you know too many players that we can either realistically slot into the lineup due to the you know just the the nature of simon t's ice time allocation as well as fitting under the salary cap so um it's not so much that we're going to be having to ship out any of our like older players that are making a little bit more but it might uh it might become an issue that we just uh, we have too many prospects and rookies that we we can't um, fairly assign ice time to all of them. So I don't know what's going to happen if uh, you know maybe some more some more moves will be in the work. Um, that's up to uh, uh, Ricer and Calendar and the the people that make those kind of decisions. Uh, but uh, hey, I'm I'm just happy to be here and I'm uh, hoping uh, hoping to play for Calgary for a long time and be a part of what we got building right now. Um, I think I'm under contract for a while here, 
now I think I think I signed a four-year deal or a five-year deal or something like that. Yeah, it looks like I'm under contract through season 80, so three three more seasons. Um yeah, so uh yeah, you know, it was it was fun. It was a good gr- growing year in Calgary and I uh, I hope everybody else, anybody who listens to this, uh, whatever team you're on, I hope you guys are having fun in your own locker room and if you're a playoff team, well good good luck and uh you know, we'll uh, wait to see the the Sims here and see who emerges uh, victorious as the season 77 champions. All right. Uh, well, thanks for listening, guys. And uh, you all take care. Stay safe. <laughs>